0: Welcome back to the Superiority Complex, everybody, your new favorite podcast. Can't even say the name of my own podcast 10 years in. Uh, it is 10 years. Today is the actual 10th anniversary of February 23rd uh, is the unofficial official date. Um, I think I had posted an episode early on, like a test episode, but the first episode was recorded sometime in late January, early February of uh, 2013, and then the podcast went up um uh, on the the it was the f- first official date it was posted was was the uh 23. So 22323 is our 10th anniversary. So that seems serendipitous if you like numbers. Uh and uh as usual I didn't plan very much for our 10th anniversary. Uh someone uh, uh suggested doing a clip show and I have no interest in going back to listen to all those clips although I did have fun recording each and every episode. Well almost each and every episode. Um, <clears throat> uh, we just finished recording our uh, episode uh, 243, which is the official uh, <clears throat> 10th anniversary episode. And we did Hook, which is a movie I hate. And I said we would never do, but I thought we'd do something special for the podcast. So we just finished that. And uh, what I wanted to do originally, I initially had plans when I, I, it came so late to me that we were coming up on 10 years that I didn't really plan anything. And I thought it would be fun to take a trip down memory lane and talk to some of the people that were integral to helping me get this podcast off the ground very early on. So I wanted to talk to some of my old co-hosts and uh, some of all my old friends and people, people that have influenced the podcast. And of course, uh, nobody got back to me because uh, I'm extremely unlikable. And also try to plan everything at the last minute. So uh, what I'm going to do is instead of releasing it all at once as a bonus episode, I'm going to parse out the interviews uh, over the course of the next few weeks. And they'll all follow under the umbrella of the 10th anniversary special. Uh, so my first interview uh, is with a friend. We're catching up with our friend uh, Lauren Nichols. And uh, if you haven't listened that far back or, or you're a newer listener, uh, Lauren was uh, was – Integral she was a huge supporter of the show early on very very supportive giving me topic ideas and helping me you know with feedback and uh, she and her husband <clears throat> Thomas Bailey have guested on the show several times we always love having them and I it was my I really really wanted Lauren as an early co-host because uh if you've listened to the early episodes it was really just a one-on-one interview show which I like that format but I thought it would be fun to have somebody in the room to bounce ideas off of. And Lauren is just one of the sharpest people I know and a lot of fun, great personality and uh, just a, a lexicon of pop culture. And uh, she's led a very interesting life, you know, speaks French. She lived in new Orleans for a while and um, we caught up with her and uh, we wanted to see where she's up to now. She's not been on the show in a few years, but um, she is fantastic. And um, <clears throat> her husband is amazing. And uh, also, she was uh, an important piece in getting one of my comedy heroes, uh, uh, Matt Gorley, on the show. Um, of course, Matt Gorley, half of the uh, Matt Gorley Amanda Lund uh, uh, comedy power couple, and uh, and they um, <clears throat> they were nice enough to come on the show, both Amanda as well. And I always feel bad about that interview because I was so uh, I was so I was fanboying over Matt Gorley. Uh, because of his appearances on things like, uh, you know, in Super Ego and then his appearance on the Andy Daly pilot podcast, which was fantastic. I And I, I just, you know, just did not give Amanda her due, but she is hilarious in her own right. And, uh, you know, definitely look into a lot of the stuff that she's done. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So she was integral in getting that. And I believe that's episode uh, 78. I believe she, uh, she was on, they were on episode 78. Um, but uh, thank you, Lauren, for everything you've done To support the show So I don't want to uh, rattle on uh, Happy 10th anniversary to everybody And thank you uh, for listening As always, uh, I appreciate everybody Who listens and takes the time to uh, You know, spend a couple of hours With us every week uh, So here's Lauren And we'll be back uh, next week with another one of these interviews Enjoy From the Los Angeles underground. It's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex.
1: It's like honey in your ear holes.
0: Welcome back to The Superiority Complex, everybody. It's the 10th anniversary spectacular. Uh, so, since I'm not, I don't know. Uh, this is actually my first guest, but I don't know where this is going to go in the chronology of how I put the show together, which I probably shouldn't have told you because you would have never known. But everyone knows that I'm nothing if not professional, so now you know that. So technically, this is my first guest, and I'm very excited. Um, I'll probably do it just in chronological order because I'm lazy. Uh, but uh, this is a person. So what I the idea behind behind doing this uh, this this little little special bonus episode was to reach back into the mists of time and pull people who um, I really wanted to catch up with people that were, who had influenced me in some way or were a huge help to me when I was trying to get this podcast off the ground. And this person definitely falls in the latter category. Uh, She was very helpful. um, Was almost, I was kind of trying to get her to be my original, she was going to be one of my early co-hosts. I was really trying to make that happen, but she was going to school at the time. She was making life happen. And, uh, and now here she is years, years later and she's like this really cool community activist and she's just out there changing the world and putting a lot of good into the world, which is amazing to see. And I don't want to say that this podcast had anything to do with it uh, because it didn't. But it is nice to see that, that someone that has been associated, that was associated with this, this little dog and pony show has gone on to do some really awesome work out in the world. Um, and I, of course, am speaking of the great. Uh, Lauren Nichols, or Glorin, as we call her. Hi, Lauren.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Well, what a kind, kind, kind uh, introduction. Here I am, emerged from the bog of time. I'm <laughs> so happy to be part of this 10th anniversary
0: spooktacular. <laughs> spooktacular. I love it. We're, yeah, we're going to. Speaking of spooktacular, you met your husband, and one of you was dressed like a werewolf, which we tell that story so many times on the show. The great Thomas Bailey. Um, the only man I will allow to wear a top knot. Also, the only man I would uh, leave my wife for, and uh,
1: <laughs> he's quite, he's quite a catch. And he's had so much fun with his hair, and I have fun with that. He went, he went blonde this summer. Nice it, yeah. And then he just um, cut his hair off. So you know how that goes. Watch out when someone does a crazy hair change. So, I,
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Right. <laughs> he's a grown-up now, he can do that kind of stuff and it's fine, you That's know right. you, when you're a kid, you're lashing out, when you're an adult you're just like, hey, I just, I just got tired of it, you know
1: well, he, he got to experience the power of the makeover and that is like, you know, the greatest thing it's so fun to like dye your hair or change a look and so he went from like really like a long mid-back yeah, maybe mid-back or past shoulder length hair beautiful hair I never like understood how beautiful his hair was and then he cut it short bleached it and uh yeah, he just cut it again. So he kinda
0: went for snap. that he kinda went for that 80s CIA uh CIA guy, maybe working down in uh Central America somewhere.
1: Totally. Although it was at the same time that Justin Bieber dyed his hair. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh, I wonder if Bieber took a took a note out of the Thomas Bailey uh notebook yep. and then was like, Hey, I want that guy looks cool. I want to do that.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Uh you guys, so Lauren, please catch us up and uh can do you want to explain because i also want to know because i see your posts all the time exactly the the work you are you are you're doing out in um in uh, los angeles well hollywood actually is it is it la or hollywood what are you it's, is, LA. it's la yeah but you're near
1: yeah 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 i mean hollywood is like 5 minutes to the east east hollywood is right. and then west hollywood is like Less than that. I'm right. like on my west side, so we're right in the middle. Technically, we're in Mid City West, okay, Los Angeles. Um, the Beverly Center is in my neighborhood.
0: Don't don't Beverly get too specific. Our 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 uh, our list. Some of our listeners are kind of creepers, so you don't want to give be too specific about. I won't get too specific. <laughs> but just
1: kidding. I- about uh la the bev center as we call it (laughs) is like (laughs) the geographic epicenter of los angeles that's why it's the beverly center i guess in the city of la the beverly center the mall of all places marks the heart of los angeles of
0: course it does of course it does the giant and that thing's so hard to get around it's like a cumbersome elephant looking building
1: but they just did this, like, multi-billion dollar renovation before the pandemic to make it look kind of like the George Pompidou Center in Paris to have, like, the kind of – it looks like an inside-out building with the, like, um, pipes and stuff on the outside. Okay. It's kind of – I don't know. The- but uh, enough about the mall, <laughs> at least for now. <laughs> we'll get back. We'll circle back there, I'm sure. Right, right. Um, But, yeah, I'm part of uh, the neighborhood council system, which the neighborhood council system – without sounding like I'm going into a a spiel, is like the closest form of government to the people in the city of Los Angeles. In the city of L.A., there are 99 neighborhood councils. So like hyper, hyper local. You know, you think about the city of L.A. and you think about 99 neighborhood councils and you're like, wow, like that's teeny tiny, right? But then L.A.'s density, that's 60,000 people within my neighborhood, neighborhood specifically. And it like stretches down to include La Brea Tar Pits, LACMA, um, uh, La Brea Bakery, uh, Fairfax District, Cantor's, Kibitz Room. I'm trying right. to think of like the other landmarks, but there are so many, and it's just kind of wild, like all within one um, area. And by the way, the city of LA like stretches right, and so you know you could you could drive, for, frankly, in LA traffic, you could you could drive for hours without getting to the other side of LA sure. before you get into or whatever, other kind of, like, local municipality. But, um yeah, I've been part of the Neighborhood Council since uh, early 2018, inspired, frankly, by the 2016 election, and then further, or uh, well, rather frustrated by the 2016 election. Felt like I should and wanted to look for an outlet somewhere. The Women's March was totally catalytic in terms of, wow, people power. Look at all these people who are kind of coming together to say enough's enough or... You know, we're not going to be ignored. And um, that was just kind of inspiring to see people saying, you know, that they were dissatisfied, discontented with the way things were happening. And um, so for me, I was just like keeping my eyes open about like, well, what could I do? You know, is there a nonprofit thing that I could do? Because that's my kind of comfort zone. That's what I've been had been doing professionally. And also just on my personal times, volunteering for museums mostly, but those kind of nonprofits. And then um, happenstance was that I saw a Facebook post for the Neighborhood Council. There was an opening on a committee. Uh, what the heck? Let me go and see what it's all about. And I went to um, the local um, NCJW National Council for Jewish Women building. They have like thrift stores and they like do social services around the city. And um, and they have like these multi-purpose rooms that like groups, seniors and, and Alcohol Anonymous and like groups like Mid-City West Neighborhood Council right. have their meetings in. And they have the owners of Pink's Hot Dogs also in our district. Um,
0: <laughs> you are you are literally in, in like John Staney is going to hear this and go, my God, Lord Nichols is one of the most important people in the city of Los Angeles. You've hit so many of his landmarks. so
1: um, It's fabulous. But anyway, so you have the owners of Pink's Hot Dogs. They're um, in support of their own application for a historic designation of the intersection of Melrose and La Brea. Right. Um, Which, which in fact, it now is a historically designated. You'll see us if you next time you go to Pink's. There are signs that say, "Oh, this is this is Pink Square." And so I was just so like delighted with like, "Oh my gosh, how cute is this? Totally iconic thing." Family behind it, sure they're here in front of these community volunteers making their case. And um, and yeah, and then one thing led to the next, and um, I ran as part of a slate of progressive candidates. There are thirty-five seats on the board. And we did very well. Uh, our, a term is two years, so that was my first term, and that was very empowering and exciting and a huge learning curve. And then in 2021, ran on another slate of candidates for the next election. We nearly swept it. 32 of 35 seats were all of our slate members. And, um, yeah, I was elected chair by my colleagues on the board, and I've been serving as chair, like really like the president role since 2021. And terming out at the end of um, – the fiscal year until June 30th, but I don't know that I'm going to hang on that long.
0: <laughs> Why? What's wrong?
1: I just have so much going on. It's hard well, to, you know.
0: Well, congratulations. Um, I, I've been following you uh, for, and it, it's just amazing to see all the work you're getting done. Um, it really Thank is. It, it really is. It's uh, I hate to tell people that I know that I'm proud of them. Cause like, who am I to t- to say, but I, I'm proud to know you, that's for sure. And And I know you're well, doing good work and anyone who knows the podcast knows, especially John and I, uh, we're just such nerds about the city of Los Angeles. You know, we just, we, you know, I, I can't, you know, and of course, it, you know, it's not without its problems. It's not. But, um, sure. but uh, my family has such a long history, uh, it, you know, being around the city and the city being kind of a, you know, like a magnet, you know, as far back as, you know, my dad telling me stories of going to see... You know, the big bands, you know, uh, in the theaters on Broadway when he was a kid, you know, seeing Duke Ellington and Count Basie and just knowing the history and, you know, being a huge LA sports fan and and um, and all that. I just love it. So to see somebody who kind of is working to improve the city at, like, the ground level, you know, which is where you are, you know, it's really where the rubber meets the road, right? And uh, you're out there, like, you're literally out there knocking on doors and pounding the pavement, um,
1: yeah. Yeah. And also, though, like with any kind of public service elected, even at the, the smallest like levels, like what I'm doing in Mid-City West, it's like you have the public comment kind of people who come and just berate you. Sure. And use their three minutes to the whole time. And it can be really frustrating, but ultimately it is very fulfilling. And I've learned so much about like the city that I live in. And um, it's been so cool. I mean, everything from looking at land use issues in terms of, yes, I want more density on Wilshire and Fairfax, where we're going to have the new purple metro line opening in a couple of years, which is so exciting to think about having a metro connection from Fairfax district to downtown. Right. Now, all the way to UCLA, Westwood Village. And just seeing, like, how, yeah, you can be a force for the kind of city that you want to see more bike lanes, more trees. Right. Um, all of that stuff.
0: Yeah. And it's hard to deal with the city of L.A. because of the way they. I was just watching a thing about how the city of L.A. like they do their budget annually, right? So they don't plan long term. They tend not to plan long term like other cities do. They, like they don't, they can't because they're bound fiscally by whatever the the budget, the incoming budget is, and you know. It's, so it's 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 kind of hard to get things accomplished, in this. I think that's part of the reason why stuff in L.A. just seems to get half ass for better <laughs> for the better term sometimes. Um so but when I but again when I see somebody like you that's working for those improvements, thinking like for long term goals and things like that, that's always um, you know, it's, it's 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 someone who's on the outside looking in going, that's hey, I know that person and they're getting this done and this is gonna happen because of this person. That's just amazing to see on like that level, you know. Because I think a lot of times, especially with uh, you know, huge projects or with politics, you know, we're so far removed, right? and yeah. and again like you said like the people that come out just to use their three minutes to berate you there's trolls right just like on like in an, they're like real life trolls like just like in an internet thread and those people have probably been around longer people that just show up to city council meetings and rant and rave right you know but uh, I, I will say that as as someone who's a it's, an, it's admirable what you're doing so I hope that you, you and you seem to be getting a great deal of satisfaction from your from the work that you've done
1: oh, I think it's I, I'm I'm really proud of it too because I would have never seen myself doing this like ten years ago, thinking about, you know, this anniversary and looking back. I, I mean, I maybe I kinda of thought, Oh, maybe that'd be kinda of neat or aspirationally. Well, what if, you know? But like, yeah, I, I mean I, I and also, you know, this board of thirty five people, my peers, my colleagues, but also coming from all different perspectives. We have a lot of people who are Maybe in their 70s, we have long term renters, we have young parents, we have business owners, we have landlords, we have um, very young people. And it's been kind of ex- just really great to work with a, like a group of 34 and kind of move all in one direction. You know, it's slow, but it happens. So it's been phenomenal you' yeah. like understanding homelessness in a way and especially at this time right now where it's at crisis levels across the region and probably across the country, but certainly in l a with the unaffordability and other issues but
0: yeah, you mentioned you mentioned uh, long term renters being part of that uh, a part of your council uh you know my wife and i we lived in the same apartment for when we first got married, I think we lived in that apartment for nine years. And then we moved across the street and we were there another three years, I want to say. And you really felt underrepresented sometimes as a renter. You you felt like people didn't, you know, it's like, well, we live in the city too. You know, we're here, we've been here nine years. Our kids are, you know, our kid goes to school here. We're not going to, you know, we're not, you know, what, 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 where, what resources we have available to us as far as like, you know, who represents us. So it's good to hear that that's, you know, a portion of the people that are represented
1: Yeah, renters' rights, um, even organizing um, in terms of like uh, associations, like residents' associations are happening kind of in some uh, apartment buildings, which is really great because that kind of collective power, right? People power. Um, But yeah, and that's what's really great is like working on the board, it's like other people who are super inspiring, you know? And so whenever I start to feel like I'm like going on empty in terms of my energy or enthusiasm, I feel like somebody else kind of picks it up. Oh hey, I have a good idea. Or hey, what if we tried this? And that's just like, okay, cool. Like this is how it works when we all work together. That's a and by you the know way, Thomas is on board. Just to, to acknowledge
0: is he is he on the board as well?
1: Yeah, he likes to keep a low profile, but he's on the board as well. He yeah. says he wouldn't spend any time if he didn't serve.
0: <laughs> that's really cool. I like that. Um, I I've, the, the fact that you're there together because again, like you said, you know, it's a partnership not just in the marriage, but it's also now you kind of are our partners there and and if he sees you kind of flagging, he can be like, Hey, well, you know, he can be the one to offer alternatives or, you know, kind of try to bring you back from the, from the brink. Um, (laughs) Yeah. The only thing that concerns me, uh, Lauren, is what, how are you, you know you're busy and you're you're changing the world and you're changing the city of Los Angeles for the better and you're out there helping you know you know John Q citizen and Jane Q citizen is your pop culture is your love of pop culture suffering that's the only thing that I I'm, I'm concerned about cuz you know
1: <laughs> oh, good question that's the right question this is this is the hard hitting question <laughs> no i mean how fine I find so much time to watch TV. It's, 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 it's sick. I mean, like, <laughs> I should probably cook or, like cooking a fresh meal, but I'm watching so much TV. In fact, I just started to watch all of Cheers. And so <laughs> I did, That's, that's what-
0: I just did a, I just did a Cheers rewatch. And, uh, and then I just started to watch, I watched the first episode of Frasier again. And yeah. uh, I was like, wow, this show is so well-written. Like it really held up. And it made me want to watch the show again, but I've really been trying to break out of that and watch new things because I will sit and watch reruns of Columbo or the Rockford files or the odd couple. And I always get mad at John for this. Cause John will always watch like Bob Newhart over oh, that's like his comfort show. And I was like, John, there's so much good stuff. Get out there. And so I've really been trying to like push my, myself to watch new stuff.
1: And you do have to push yourself. Cause like, I You know, I have watched a number of shows. I'm I'm watching The Last of Us. I watched House of Dragons. And I feel like I just watched those so I can stay current in terms of, like, the water cooler conversations. Right. You know, because I don't actually, whatever, you know. Like, it's exciting to watch them. But in the same way, like, watching Days of Our Lives is, you know, you kind of want to see what happens and be able to talk about it. Right. But it's funny, Mario, in terms of um you watching Frasier, that's the same thing. I was watching Frasier again and again and again and again. And I was like, I just want more... Frasier, like Frasier, <laughs> right, right. More, right. oh yeah, and it was so funny because um, Thomas and I were just watching. When this is not a spoiler after all these years, but warning, if you haven't seen Cheers, when um, Diane leaves Frasier at the altar, right? Because you know, Thomas was saying, you know, Frasier, he's just this kind of like one-dimensional kind of schmuck, right? Whatever. And then I'm like, and then after Diane leaves him, he gets this kind of like edge to him, right? Right, Fraser has... Paid, you know, yeah. it had to be like and just so good.
0: Um I I wanted to ask you this specifically because um a certain hero of ours is uh is experiencing kind of a renaissance right now. And that would be uh so, do you know who I'm talking about?
1: Harrison Ford
0: shrinking. That's right. And have you watched um I couldn't get into I can't get into the original Yellowstone, mostly because uh, Kevin Costner is just like, you could put, you could literally put, you know, those, um, those, when you go to Home Depot and you buy paint, they give you those wooden mixing spoons to, you know, those <laughs> sticks. If you nailed that to your TV and had people act against it, it's pretty much Kevin Costner, right? That's, just take that to your TV. But I'm watching the prequel to that. One of the prequels, I guess there's two shows, uh, 1923 with Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren. And... uh is it-
1: Is it
0: honestly, is it good? It's okay. Let me tell you that one third of the show is way too legends of the fall. Way too. You've got this. I'm sure you've got the smoldering sun and he's off in Africa because he's, you know, disillusioned from the war. Well, not disillusioned. That's unfair to say, you know, he's trying to deal with his PTSD, which is what we would call it now from the war. Yeah. And it's a good character. He's interesting, but they've got this like kind of romance tape tape to it, tacked onto it. And it's kind of like, eh, but watching Helen Mirren and watching Harrison Ford and Harrison Ford is just kind of leaning into his age these days, which I really like. I kind of, I kind of dug that. I kind of dig that. Um, uh, and him and Helen, he and Helen Mirren make like a, a believable couple. They, I believe that these two, so it's, it's fun to watch him just act and not have to be like Harrison Ford. He's just, he's just doing some acting. Um, so it's worth watching for him. And it's very cinematic. The show's very cinematic. I could not, I tried to get into the other, the the main show, but I couldn't do it. But this is just like 10 episodes and it's just like, okay, it's done. And then I think they're going to do a second yeah. season. They're like six uh, episodes into it. Um, but just to watch, especially Helen Mirren, I feel like she steals the whole thing. Really. I feel like she's, she's just amazing. And uh, I forgot that they were together in Mosquito Coast. I forgot she was the wife in Mosquito Coast years and years ago. Um,
1: I never, I never saw Mosquito Coast. I mean, I, I want to watch 1922 because Harrison Ford's in it, right? Of course, dame, She's like a Dame, right? She's one of the night.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. She's uh, she's a powerhouse. She's a powerhouse.
1: She is totally without without qualification. But I just feel like the those shows, these like sweeping epics. I always like. I don't know. I got a comedy horror. right, right,
0: right, right, right. Right. It's usually, it usually would not be my bag, but I'm a sucker for Westerns. I always like a Western. I will watch Harrison Ford in anything. And I have, (laughs) um, (laughs) I watched Cowboys and aliens for God's sake. Uh, but, um, no, he's really good here. And uh, it, it's a good it's a good role for him. And you can tell he's kind of comfortable because it's riding horses. It's what he does in his real life. You know, he's just out riding horses and doing stuff. And it's just like.
1: I mean, I, I, I want to know more about his real life. Him and Allie McBeal, like riding off into the sunset. Right. And they love Halloween. They dress up. Like, right. oh my gosh, they, fabulous life.
0: But have you been enjoying Shrinking? Have you been enjoying that show? I think it's. I, I like I it. Haven't,
1: I haven't started it, but the previews look good. That clip that you posted or that article of him being like. You know, dismissive of the journalists and stuff. And that was,
0: that's just smart Alex. He's so, he's just grumpy. I love that he just embraces grumpiness. Um, but uh, I love that he's everywhere again. I feel like he, you know, I feel like uh, he was such a part of my life growing up. But I always, I think he's a, I, I think he gets kind of. He's like a guy that's never going to get his due in his lifetime. Kind of like a Cary Grant where people are like, oh, yeah, he's great, but he's never going to win the award. But then, you know, when he's dead, he's going to be like, you know who I miss? I, you know who was a great actor? It was Harrison Ford. You know, so I just try to enjoy him while we still have him.
1: Yeah, know? he's so charismatic. I mean, the thing is, I don't know that he'll ever get like an award from, you know, uh, for acting or something right. like that. But he's just so damn charismatic. Right. He's this total movie star. He's,
0: he's always so Harrison great. Ford in one way or another. He's always Harrison Ford, but there's nothing wrong with that, you know.
1: No, I mean, I, we'd all be so lucky,
0: right, right, right. I read a great article that uh, was uh, was like you know like what like a Reddit something, and it was a waitress in like Montana somewhere, and his plane I guess was having trouble, and so of course right because he's you know because he's just yeah. flying around if he's not riding a horse he's flying a plane, and so he had this he had to fly into this little town, and they were looking at it, and he went to this bar, and I guess. Everybody was like, hey, Harrison some Ford. So he just like left. He just leaves the bar, which I love. I love and he ends up at this other restaurant. And the waitress said she turned around and was him. So she didn't, you know. She she knew his reputation. So he she didn't say anything. And he just ate in peace, drank his beer. And when it was all said and done, he just said, Hey, I just want to thank you for letting me feel like a human being for like an hour. And then like, you know, (laughs) said his goodbye, like acknowledged that he knew, you know, that she knew who he was. But I was like, that's the most Harrison Ford story I could think of is just like, hey, thank you for letting me be, you know, not overly emotive, nothing, just like a, just polite and thank you. And yeah, I mean, it's hard. You're Han Solo and you're Indiana Jones. Of course, all of Gen X wants a piece of you. I mean, why, you know, (laughs) you know, that's like two huge franchises. So. Uh, yeah, it's good to see him having like a little renaissance and working, and and he seems to be enjoying himself on shrinking. It's a fun role for him. It's because it's very. He's definitely like the guest star, so he's not in mm-hmm. all the scenes, but he's also good at being kind of an asshole. So and he gets to lean into that too, and uh, you know, so. um, oh, he can
1: do no wrong, honestly.
0: Right? Even if we, I, I, I love the guy. I, I, you know, yeah, he's. We've all heard stories of his curmudgeonly ways, but what, you know, he, he's earned it. He's earned it. Um, I have a, I have a couple questions for you, Lauren, some of the, some of the kids from, um, I, I I put a questionnaire out and I, I I regret doing it, but, uh, I'm going to ask you, I didn't put a questionnaire out, but okay. So, uh, we have a couple questions here and I want to find out from, these are, these are pop culture questions and I just had it and I lost the damn thing. Um, So just keep talking to fill the time, and then we will. Okay.
1: Well, I was—I would say I was thinking about this um, getting together again, and the Last of Us being so popular on TV. Right. And thinking about talk about like video games, video game adaptations, and then watching like Resident Evil or Tomb Raider as like a spectator. Right. What a thrill! To just you know, because they're so cinematic. Right. And now you know with shows like this, which is like one of the. Top watch shows, right?
0: So, have you, did you watch uh, Last of Us being played when it was being played? Oh, no, no, no. I, know I,
1: I didn't, I didn't know, I do not know about the
0: game. When did it come out? Uh, I think 2014, 2014, 2015, right in there. Um, okay. I okay. played, I played it. It's an initial run. Um, it's not an easy game. I know some people personally who are kind of upset with the way the show is going because it's not following the game beat for beat. But I feel like it's almost become like an anthology where The Last of Us doesn't mean just the two main characters. It means everybody who survived this thing. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of like, it's kind of like a show where they're going on the road and every week they're going to find a new pocket of. Well, we
1: were watching the first one and I ended up watching the first three kind of back to back because a friend of mine recommended. He's like, you got to watch this show after the third one. He's like, oh, my God, it's the best. Hour of TV it was so emotional and so riveting and da, da 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 I was like, "What? This is the zombie. Okay. I'll bite. Why not?" And then so I watched the first three back to back. And the first one, I om- I almost turned it off because it was like the dialogue reminded me of a video game in terms of like um, the interstitials. Like that's Johnny's house, right? Like was-
0: right, 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 right. Right. That's exactly what it is. <laughs>
1: But then, yeah, there are parts of it that show a universe with, like, depth and humanity, and it's interesting, but, yeah.
0: What it is, is I think it was because the the, the writer is one of the co-creators of the game, and I think he really took this as an opportunity to say, to say, I could not do this in the confines of the game, and I really want to kind of extrapolate this these things from this world and put them in a you know in a more cinematic Mm -hmm. form. And so you can tell some of the writing is like, I think some of the writing like that where you're just like, oh that's so and so I think that's lifted straight from the game because it's like they want people. It's kind of the fan service, right? It's but then it's also like you watch that episode with um with uh, with uh, the why can't I think of his name Ron Swanson. Yeah (laughs) Nick Offerman (laughs) Ron Swanson That just went in a completely direction that no one was expecting. Nick Offerman. Thank you. Nick Offerman, it went in a a direction that no one was expecting, and I think moved you, even if you weren't a fan of the game. I think that was really like the, you know, who tells a story like that in the middle of a zombie uh, show?
1: Oh, the acting was just superb. And also, if you watched White Lotus, to have Armand come back in this other type of role was so good.
0: I have tried. I'm trying to get into White Lotus um white lotus is about people i know people like the people in white lotus i (laughs) don't want to spend time with them outside of my outside of having to be at work you know you know what i'm saying like it's just like i don't want to spend time with these people i you know but uh you know it looks it's a great ensemble cast and i i do like him in that role so i need to i need to plug through and finish it i started that and i started wednesday and i haven't finished either
1: um, yeah, I haven't started Wednesday. I don't know why. I mean, it seems like it, it would be up my alley, but it also,
0: I don't know. It's a little CW. The first couple yeah, of episodes are a that's, little. That's,
1: that's kind of, that's a good way to say it. That's what I was looking. That's that's what I, my impression was in my mind. It's like, a, it, yeah.
0: it, It's a little CW, uh, but uh, it's worth checking out. It's fun. It's a fun show.
1: Well, I love that um, Jenna Ortega, she was in The Last Scream. She was so good in it.
0: Uh, you, by the way, recommended me, you recommended one of my favorite horror movies of all time, Cabin in the Woods. We went to see that together. We
1: saw that together.
0: You yeah. saw that first, and then you're like, I'm taking you to see this movie. And I remember well, I remember you sat and you watched me react in the theater. I could sense you watching me react because- Sorry. No, but it was because quality. I get the same way when you want somebody to like something. Like it's somebody that you know, you're like, this person's going to dig it, and you really want that person to like it. You're watching them going, are they getting the reaction that I got out of it? I've done that. You
1: know, really an obnoxious quality because you always feel it as like the person you're like.
0: <laughs> as the observed. <laughs> what is it? The action of, of observing changes the observed. Is that the, is that the <laughs> yeah, phrase? Exactly. Uh, um, okay. So Lauren, this is a great question. Uh this is comes from our friend Mikey Michael Bagford's uh Michael Bagford. Uh sometimes uh, he's he's been our guest uh, several times or uh, like a he, he was like he was in the guest he was like our rotating guest uh, guest host uh Mikey Bags we call him at Michael Bagford on Twitter. What is the best discontinued fast food dish or best extinct restaurant? What a fun. That's laugh. a great question, huh?
1: Yeah, thank you Michael.
0: Thanks Mike. Mikey Bags God
1: how fun is that I mean I almost just don't want to answer so quickly because I just know
0: you want to chew on it you want to no pun intended you want to chew on that a minute because I have another question for you this comes from this comes from our friends uh, uh, Steve Steve and Izzy host the uh, Everything I Learned from Movies podcast shout out to Steve and Izzy Uh, what is your favorite Jean-Claude Van Damme movie I don't know a one you don't know one you can't name one Jean-Claude Van Damme movie
1: a point of pride. No, I'm kidding. I don't, I've
0: never seen anything. That I... <laughs> All right. He's going to be very disappointed. All right. This one, this one comes from a, uh, someone you might know. Um, we're just I'm not going to give the last names, but his first name is Jake. Uh, if you had the chance to have the power to read minds for the rest of your life, <laughs> but accepting that it meant one fourth grader would never experience happiness again, would you do it? And this kid experienced multiple Christmases and loved them. <laughs> so you have the power to read, to read minds for the rest of your life, but one random fourth grader would never experience happiness again. Would you do it?
1: No.
0: You have to say that because you're an elected official. But deep down inside, would you would – you ex-
1: no, because what would I really do with that? It would probably ruin all my happiness if I knew what people really thought of me.
0: <laughs> it, it'd be like a Twilight Zone episode where you couldn't shut it off, and you would just yeah. hear it all the time.
1: We know how this goes. I've seen enough Twilights. Right, right.
0: <laughs> you know, it never goes well. Uh, and then that, un, that unhappy teenager just ends up, uh, you know, getting elected on a GOP ticket. Not
1: happy, anyways. <laughs> but, so
0: <laughs> fourth grade is a little young. If it was like maybe like a like a, like a senior in high school, it's like yeah, okay. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. I kid. Okay, so I need you to pick, Lauren, uh, three numbers between one and, hold on, 35. Three numbers between one and 35. This is going to do it. We're going to okay. do, do a magic trick. Uh,
1: can I please choose 11,
0: Okay. 13,
1: and 35?
0: 11, 13, and 35. We are gonna. We're, I'm gonna fire you some random questions from the uh, Marcel Proust
1: uh, uh, questionnaire. It, and I had time to think about my answer for the. For
0: oh yeah, the, go ahead.
1: Fast food. So it's like a, it's like a, it's a junk food product. If that's gonna please really satisfy Michael's um, <laughs> question, but it's big red soda. I really like liked that. It, I didn't like. It was weird and spicy, but I liked it. Is it gone? I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I assumed it, it's gone.
0: I'm going to, hold on. Let me. I'm
1: I mean, gonna, I'm sure some obscure corners of the internet carry it, but.
0: You don't, you don't travel in those circles. You're, you're an upstanding yeah. citizen.
1: Not, yeah, not. It,
0: so it's it. unavailable here where we live. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Big red soda. Oh, you can get it at Walmart. You can get it on Amazon. Okay. <laughs> you get, get a 12 you could get a 12 pack for 21 bucks on uh that's no, a there lot
1: there go there was my big answer i was really searching deep in the archive of my brain what did i used to like that's no longer available but you know that's good to
0: know it was originally known as suntang red cream soda horrible name suntang yeah
1: it sounds like a swear word <laughs>
0: Or, like a villain in a really awful racist, uh, like, you know, <laughs> totally. 1930s 1930s serial.
1: Exactly. Pl- played Either by, I'm not yeah, saying it.
0: whose daughter would be played by Myrna Loy in some kind of uh, <laughs> get up. Um, that's a reference for one of you. Um, oh, I lost the thing here. So we said uh, 11, 13, and 35. Yep. Yep yep. So Marcel Proust, uh go ahead and tell everybody who that is, uh, Lauren, cuz you're a uh, you're a francophile.
1: Famous, um I think he worked for Vanity Fair doing inter famous set of interview questions that he did with celebrities, intellectuals,
0: right, etc. And it was uh, most most famously um uh utilized by James Lipton in the uh what was it, Inside the Actor's Studio. He he would I think oh. he, I think he kind of uh co-opted some of it so question 11 which living person do you most despise that's a great question I, what a question that's
1: number 11 i'm so happy that that's number 11 yeah um, most despise
0: that's hard i can think of one right off the top of my head
1: i know i can think of one but it feels too easy right um Donald Trump is who I thought of, honestly. Of
0: course, that's the first person everybody thinks of.
1: Yeah, detestable,
0: detestable human, right. deplorable, as some 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 would say. Uh, flip, <laughs> let's flip that. What is the quality you most like in a woman? What is the quality you most like in a woman?
1: That number thirteen. That is number
0: thirteen. Um, the quality I most like in a woman, um, kindness. Right, I think that's just, you know. It, In a person, I think it's weird that, uh, like, my wife uh, always gets mad when, like, she's like when it's like a women ripping on rip uh, on women situation. She's like, we all need to stick together. Like, we're all we all need to like be just kind to one another and help each other out. And like, like you know, she gets very upset about.
1: Yeah, well, it's true. It's like with everything, you know, but certainly. Um, yeah, that whole great quote, right? It's like, don't offer to to help me or to save me. But if you recognize that your liberation is wrapped up in my liberation, then let's join together and, you know, make some things happen.
0: Look at you. That You know what? It's funny because that leads right into our other question. Number 35, what is your motto? What is your motto?
1: <laughs> I used to always say, um, if I'm not eating, I, don't, I what do I say? <laughs> i'm not eating i'd rather be sleeping at least made me (laughs) like like what missed, you know but um but but i really would want it to be i'm leaning into this being my motto is um uh (laughs) give me one second um It's the, it's the last line in the, in the Lorax or the last thing that when he sees um, uh, the word that's left behind from the Lorax, uh, I think it's could, you know. And the point is, like, if someone like you doesn't care a whole lot, nothing's going to get better. It's not. That's what it is.
0: That's what Yes. Yes. That's great. Uh, those are words to live by.
1: And I think whether it's like the Mid-City West stuff or my job or just in life in general, it's like, it's so easy to be cynical. Right. it's so easy to get apathetic and dismissive. But I think, you you know, this world may suck a lot of it, but we made it. So why not make, we can make another one.
0: Wow, Lauren. Listen, (laughs) Lauren, this is just a little, this is just a little two-bit pop culture podcast. We just talk about like lightsabers and hobbits. You can't be bringing this (laughs) You can't be bringing it, you can't be using it as a call to action. Like you can't do that.
1: <laughs> it's just the blueprint. That's the North star. Uh,
0: no, you're right. You're absolutely right. And, and you, you know, it's funny because you said what struck me by what you said at the top of the, of the top of when we first started talking was you said, I just went, I saw a posting on Facebook and I just went to see what it was all about. And sometimes it's just that easy. To get involved, yeah, sometimes it's just that easy to get involved—just it, 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 volunteering or you know mm-hmm. showing up. Sometimes showing—it's just showing up. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, when you think about like one of the things I think about often is that so we have sixty thousand people that live within Mid City West, and again, like think about ninety-nine neighborhood councils within the city of LA. Our neighborhood doesn't have as many people who are experiencing homelessness, but we have about three hundred at any given time, approximately. And if you talk about 60,000 people, like what if people like 60,000 people, what if everyone said, OK, every other Saturday, I'm going to help do a thing or I'm going to let somebody stay in my spare room. Or, you know, there's just so many things that collectively we could do because that's, that's a solvable number, you know. Right.
0: And it, then you, well, what, yeah. uh, what struck me when you said that. Right. So my dad <clears throat> has relatives that live in the Central Valley. Right. So 60,000 would be a sizable town. In the Central Valley. But think about it. If there were 300 people homeless in that town, that would be a crisis. That is such a oh. huge number. But because yeah. you're, uh, you're, a, you're in a neighborhood that's part of a city that's part of a larger municipality because L.A., you know, it's L.A. Orange County. It's the L.A. Metro area, right? It's not just yeah. L.A. It's L.A. Orange County, uh, you know, San Bernardino, Riverside County. All that is part of the L.A. Metro area. Yep. Right? So think about that that's three hundred people think of now think of all those other ninety nine councils How many people do they have homeless at one time or another in there and how about all of the suburbs you know and how about yeah. each county and um yeah so you 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 know it's it's such a and it, it's it's in it's the problem i think that l a is most known for right now. I think that's the when people yeah criticize l a that's the problem but you're you're right like there's so many things that can be done if people just if enough people just volunteer and say, I want to do something.
1: Yeah. And it, and it's a critique on us. I mean, this is, you know, us bearing our wounds. It's like, if we have an unaffordable city, then we have homelessness, you know? right? We, so it's, it's our shortcomings that we have people living on the street, one of the richest cities in the world. It's disgusting.
0: Right. Right. But they, you're out there and you are out there trying to do something about it every, every single day. So that, that to me is, um, you know, uh, the, I'm sure everybody listening right now is saying, thanks, Lauren. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need, hey, if you need us to show up at one of your meetings, if you feel like you're going to get trolled, you know, we'll get the, we'll get the superiority complex out there and we'll just. You know. <laughs> thanks
1: guys.
0: Yeah. We'll tell, ta- well, I'll just do 30 minutes on uh, why everybody should be watching poker face. If you want me to have three minutes, is, do I, is my time three minutes? I'll just do that. I'll be like three minutes. Uh, this. Uh, uh,
1: up to up to three
0: minutes. Per, oh, I'm using the whole three. You know me. <laughs> I'm using. The, I don't. I leave nothing on the table. I leave nothing on the table. Uh, if I'm not sleeping, I'd rather be eating. Or what is it? Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, did I, did I think I don't know. Uh, I I had a, recently. I had one of these Gen Z kids. These Gen Z kids are amazing. They they blow my mind because they're so forward thinking. They're so they've they've got it together. Like I talked to my daughter all the am like I was nowhere near this together when I was your age, you know? So, uh, one of our friends of the show, uh, she's, uh, she's in college right now and she's going, she's working on her master's degree. And, um, we were talking and I said, yeah, I have this, you know, problem with sleeplessness. She's like, you know, she's like, she's like, well, what time do you go to bed? And she's asking me, I was like, do you consistently, do you go to bed at the same time consistently? I'm like, who are you to grill me? You don't you don't grill me. (laughs) And she said the one of the wisest things I've ever heard. She said, I treat, sleep like a job there are set hours and i'm never late and i was like (laughs) oh my god like i that is such so wise that is such a wise thing that for a kid like for a young person like that to have the you know i mean everybody i know is like sleep is just you sleep when you can right
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's true. But it's kind of like anything that you want to do, you just got to work really hard at it. And like on the eve of Valentine's Day, we're, this is February the 13th for right. those in. You know, this is little, one of the least romantic things, but I think it's also kind of romantic in the sense that Thomas and I talk about, you know, putting the work into it, right? It's right. like, you know, you have to want this. You right. know, the relationship has been almost 14 years. It's insane. But right. The, but yeah, it's like everything. Well,
0: you and yeah. Thomas get along very well, but uh, you know, um, you know, my wife and I get along very well, but there's, it's it still works sometimes, and you have of to course. you have to want to put you have to. But if you love the person and you the relationship is good, then it's worth putting the effort in.
1: Right? Oh yeah, but it's also like it's worth working out. It's worth yeah getting the eight hours of sleep. It might be inconvenient to reorganize your schedules that it that it so, but it's like anything worth doing is like, just requires a lot of attention and energy. Right, You know, sometimes right. it exhausts me and makes me think of an old motto that I used to have in college, but it wasn't really true, but I used to like, just kind of wish it was, you know, is, um, if I was any lazier, I'd be dead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do feel that I feel lazy. I feel that. Uh, but it's funny. I'm the kind of person I'm lazy about things I want to be lazy about, but it's, if it's something I will, you know, move hell or high water for other things. And it's like, why can't I just yeah. be that way all the time? I wish I could just be that way all the time. I wish I could get myself motivated to be that way about other things, you know? Yeah. And it's kind of hard. And it's something I've struggled with, you know, I'm in my 50s now. And it's like, am I ever going to just, am I ever just going to get up and want to go to the gym? Or am I always <laughs> going to be the consistent, like, I just want to lay here 20 more minutes in this, you know, lay in the, under these covers for 20 yeah. more minutes.
1: Power of inertia.
0: <laughs> right. right. The object at rest; it wants to stay yeah. at rest. Lauren, this has been fantastic. Um, thank you so much for 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 um, for dropping in or for letting me uh, bother you on uh, the night before Valentine's Day. Do you have a Valentine's Day plans you want to let us in on? By the time this airs, it'll be it'll be past.
1: Mid City West Neighborhood Council Board Meeting six thirty via Zoom, probably till about nine o'clock.
0: Yeah, there we go. Now we're talking. You know, have some candles going. Maybe put a little, put a little mood That's, lighting up.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> or uh, so. Well, Thomas will be in there on the meeting too, right? He will. Well, you guys could flirt. Like you could do like little side addresses on the no. thing.
1: People, people. A lot of people don't know we're married, and it's so funny because he's been on the board for a while. There was a guy named Taylor Nichols on the board, and the rumor got out that Lauren that I was married to somebody on the board. So people thought I was married to him. And This guy was an actor. He was actually in a good. Um, little horror short or not short like a horror taylor nichols he was also in um the the movie where the president starts dating annette benning
0: oh 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 um uh with uh, kevin klein um oh it's gonna bug me um american president
1: isn't
0: it yeah i think it's american president
1: I think it's American. Anyways, so shout out to Taylor Nichols, also who served on the neighborhood council. But anyway, so it's kind of funny because we keep it very low profile.
0: Your your real husband, Taylor Nichols. The truth comes out. Plot twist spells it N I C K E L S. Um. Yeah. Have plans. Was that?
1: Do you have a romantic plans?
0: No, 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 no not at all. No, we, we, you know, we, Nicole and I exchanged little gifts. Um, I I got her, uh, I got her. (laughs) So what we do is we just, uh, we, you know, we just give each other little goofy gifts and it's not like, uh, you know, we've been together so long. Um, and it's not that we don't want to do things like that. It's just, it's just like, we never go out on the day. You don't want to go out. Nobody wants going out on Valentine's day is amateur hour, you know? Yeah. And also, you should be celebrating your love 24-7, 365. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I'm still basking in the glow of that Rihanna Super Bowl show, so I feel like I need to, like, just shoot that light out into the world. So maybe I will. <laughs> maybe I'll do, I will do a romantic gesture for Nicole, come in singing, bitch better have my money or something, and then, you know, <laughs> she'll love it. She'll love it. Um, did you, did you watch the Super Bowl halftime show and how did you feel about it?
1: I did not watch it.
0: Uh, I'm a big fan of Rihanna. It came out earlier this year that I'm a huge fan of Rihanna. Uh, but I didn't realize that I had to be, I didn't realize I was until I saw the Black Panther movie and she sang a song at the end of it. And I was like, where has she been all this time? It's one of those things. And then you realize, boy, Rihanna's really been with us for like the last 20 years, you know? And you just think of like, you're like, it's all bangers. Like all she does is just put out, She's basically like a cat. She doesn't need you, but when she wants to pay attention to you, she showers you with affection. Here's another song for you, you plebeians, and then I'm, I'm back to Barbados, living up, you know. I,
1: I remember distinctly when I first heard Rihanna. It was at Downtown Disney. Really? Yeah, it was playing on the loudspeaker, like, out, like you know, how they have the music piped in. Yeah, yeah. And I it was like, that's such a fun song.
0: Was it Umbrella? It was
1: like maybe fro so no, before before it was before umbrella wow it was the first song yeah i don't i don't know when that was um some people say I look like rihanna um maybe it's
0: okay. hey See? it's hey she is rihanna's gorgeous so it's not a it's not a bad comparison oh. there yeah. are worse people you, know what, you I, could look like
1: yeah people always say random things and that's one of my favorites though
0: uh, yeah, what, what did you say earlier when we were off air? You said you have the face where people think you're somebody that you're not, but you get it a lot. Yeah,
1: I'm Valley. It looks like I'm alive, but I'm dead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're, well, not, you're not dead. You're just really lazy. We just learned that. We just we learned that. <laughs> um, you're not lazy, though, obviously. You're working hard for the people. So, uh, Lauren, thank you so much for... Uh, and thank you so much for all your help. Early on in me... Uh early, early on in the in, in, when I was trying to get this thing together, you would come on whenever I needed you i 'd need a guest host i 'd need like people to be on a panel um, you were you, you and Thomas would show up later on when you and Thomas were together. you guys would come out and you would make it a point to come out to try to be on the podcast at least like once a year and um, you, you would always fill in when I needed you and you were always such a big support. You would always be like, Hey, why don't you try this or do this or you always had really good ideas and so even though you were never you were you were never an official part of the you were never officially co host. I had was like, man, she would be such a good co host. But you always had something going on because of course you were doing big important things. You didn't have time for this little puppet show that we do. But uh,
1: no, I- Love this show! No, I mean, it's it's so fun to hang. It's so fun to hang. Please invite me back anytime.
0: You are always invited. You anytime you and Thomas want to come in, or if you have a recommendation, you. or you want to, or if you just and you know what the nice thing is right now, we're doing it via Zoom right now, so we can just add anybody. We can just plug anybody in. So anytime, anytime you guys want to do an appearance, please, please, please. But I just assume you guys are always busy because of I'm watching your Facebook posts.
1: I mean, we're we're busy a lot, but then also. I, there's a lot of downtime. I'm watching rewatching cheers. I mean, I got to have time to do that.
0: Try poker face. I don't, I don't know how you feel about Natasha Lyon, but try it.
1: I like her. I do like her. And I've heard good things. I heard it's like, yeah, And I think I heard, saw it, you say it this way too. It's kind of like a Columbo. It's kind of a little
0: Columbo takeoff, like a little fun Columbo.
1: Yeah.
0: It's very fun. I like Ryan Johnson a lot. I loved light knives out. I loved, uh, I think he did the, I
1: like b- Not like that glass onion.
0: You didn't like glass onion as much. No, it was too long. It was a little. It could have been. That's a. We talk about this on the show all the time. It could have. Um, could, you could always lose twenty minutes. Every movie since like two thousand ten, you can lose about two hours or uh, twenty minutes of it, and you'll be fine. Oh yeah. Two quick questions yeah. before you go. Uh, what would you rate Casablanca on a scale of one to ten? Eight point five. Eight point five. Suck it, Justine, and also uh do you uh uh, jack-in-the-box tacos oh yum dip do you dip them in ranch yay or nay
1: oh
0: foul right thank you suck it justine see that's two strikes the see thank you yeah nobody knows those questions are coming you were not prepared (laughs) in any way yeah no you those tacos are 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 masterpieces in and of themselves
1: Oh absolutely I will say I do always get tempted by that like um box of tacos they serve that like is covered in nacho cheese <laughs> like, maybe
0: I mean get let me get the okay get the mini tacos and you get yeah, the, the tiny tacos. yeah get the tiny tacos and you get the avocado the avocado lime ranch that's good it's like an avocado okay. lime ranch that's good but regular ranch on a taco get away from me
1: yeah that's that's not right
0: get behind me Satan that's what we would say to that. Lauren, always a pleasure. Please give our best to Thomas. Absolutely. And um, thank you again for all of your help over the years. And um, uh, please come back and visit us soon.
1: I will. I will. Thank you so much for having me on and much love to the fam. You're
0: the best. you You are the best.